All right, you stinking prisoners. The warden wants to address you, so shut up and listen. Greetings, convicts. This is your benevolent warden. I would first like to welcome our newest additions. You've been brought here for various reasons. However, the end result is still the same. You are here, and there is no escape whatsoever. I will now warn you that this episode contains adult language, mature situations, the gang of four, an unstoppable protagonist with perfectly feathered hair, a bisected dog, Hakuto no Ken levels of gore and violence, a hulked out warden, crucifixions, and an insanely dramatic training montage in a graveyard involving tombstone smashing. Remember, listener discretion is advised. Episode 23, The Warden is Best at Kung Fu. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Spark and Movie Review. This is your host, Zan, and joining me again is... Cody! Hey, back again for another episode. Yes, sir. I'm yeah. excited. Yes, yes, and it, unfortunately it's just me and Odie. No Timbo, no Deke, no Cal, and no Bell-Chan at the moment. She's somewhere. Unknown. Well... For those of you who don't know, Spark Inside that provides information and reviews about movies. What happens is every episode will review one or two titles depending on the situation and tell you a bit, little bit about it. So that way you don't get to rent a movie and, well... You don't want to rent a movie and, and hate your life because you rented this movie, so... Or you don't want your brain to go, like when you rented Troll 2. <laughs> <sighs> so I'm, I'm kind of in shock after watching that film. Very true, very true. Uh, so you can check us out at uh, www.sparkin.com. Email us at sparkinmovie at gmail.com. Zan at sparkin.com. You could check out what's new on Odie's film, Kung Fu and Titties. Yes, you can go to Facebook. The uh, official webpage is not up, but check us out on Facebook, Kung Fu and Titties. Just type it into Google. It's the first hit that will come up. Get all the info about the new movie Kung Fu and Titties that will be coming up. Isn't there a video also on? Uh, isn't there a video on YouTube also asking for donations? There's a video uh, asking for donations on Indiegogo and also Invested in our two film fundraising websites. You can also find the donation page for you know buying um, pre DVDs, pre posters, stuff like that. I so, I like that last one that you had. The finance the entire movie and yeah. you could do whatever you want. <laughs> Well, we're gonna have a new promo video soon. It'll be, it'll be good. Definitely, give me a link to that. I'll put it on the on the yep. site itself, and do all the info. Yep, and also you can check out our forum, uh, sparkin.darkbb.com, where there's lots of interesting topics, including our contest, which I forgot to mention last episode, which is the name the top ten cars from movies, and now not talking about cars like say the car from Fast and the Furious, the Nissan, whatever. 
I'm talking about a car which you will not forget. For example, like we or a vehicle you will not forget. Like we used it as an example from Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, the movie, The Heart of Gold. The movie was terrible, but that vehicle is awesome because it literally do anything. And also, there's a couple others we could say, but we don't want to spoil it. What do you mean? For example, like yes, you could use is a perfect example. But you have to explain why. So we want four senses. Why that thing is awesome, and also a p- screenshot of the car. You can't just say, "I remember this car from this movie with Charlie Sheen from 1984, where he ran over people, and Dennis Randy Quaid was the." If you, if anyone remembers this car and gets a picture, I'll automatically put it in. Yeah, w- would you accept like a, a a water movie, like a jet ski? Yes, I'll accept it as long as you could justify it in an intelligent way you can't just say i like this car because it is black or it is blue and it is pretty you gotta give me something interesting even if you want to do kevin costner's atrocious post-apocalypse movie when he was doing those remember yeah Waterworld was uh it was not very good Uh, but when he peed in in a apparatus and drank it that was interesting yeah, well, he was doing that a lot. I'm surprised he doesn't go back to that. He was like he did the Postman, and he did what was that other one? The yeah. Postman was pretty funny. When the black guy walks up and he's like, "My name is Ford Lincoln Mercury," because <laughs> he saw the sign. Yep. Anyways, yeah. yeah, I saw the Kevin Costner movie, which was pretty horrible. When he's uh, swing vote. Oh, I heard that was it's pointless. It's silly. Anyways. Well, he's he he's like Richard Gere and a lot of the other actors from that. And he just kind of faded into that obscurity for all these new lovely actors like Ashton Kutcher oh, and um who's another terrible. Tim no no he's alright Tim Oliphant is okay Josh Hartnett yes well Josh Hartnett he had some good roles and who's the big guy now Channing Tatum he's he's the hot item now yes he's but in, in G.I. Joe <laughs> yeah but he's got like Dear John and uh fighting yeah and uh Who's that other one? Uh, and, of course, we can't forget everyone's most favorite sparkly gay vampire, Robert Patterson. Pattinson. Pattinson, Robert whatever. Patterson is the author. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Oh, Robert. But isn't that James Patterson? Yes, James Patterson, Robert Patterson, whatever his name is. He's just known as sparkly vampire until the day he dies. Fangirls would be like, oh, I'm part of team, uh, whatever. Edward. Yes. Team Edward. T- Team Edward. We will eventually get to those. Belchan has said that we have to eventually review all three of them, which we will, when it ever comes up on the dodecahedron of movies, which we'll get to in a bit. So, let's get on with it. So, if you remember from the last episode of the Spark and Movie Review, we rolled the dodecahedron of movies and dictated that I'd be reviewing an awesome, well, a very intriguing movie. A movie which, ironically, I reviewed the source material way back in Spark and Manga Review episode 77 during our month of violence. And what are we talking about? We are talking about... Ricky-O. The story of Ricky. The story of Ricky. Also known as Violence Hero Ricky-O. And when I did the review for Ricky-O originally, I kind of just went on a tangent about all the violence in it and didn't really get into a lot of the backstory because a lot of people don't know much about Ricky-O. The fact that it was released in Business Jump magazine. This story was released for guys our age in business suits who'd be riding the train going to work to work in their, their cubicles. So it would turn them into raving lunatics. I, I just... They would quit their jobs, I guess. It's like the ultimate power <laughs> fantasy trip. Like, like you could just say, oh, I hate my job, i got to push pencils all day, be a pencil pusher, but I can read Ricky O and read about him punching someone in the face and, and their brain will shoot out. I'm going to go to my boss and <laughs> disembowel him with my fist in one punch. Yes, and it'll be... And for what it was, it is pretty badass. I mean, 
for 12 volumes of this, it's a pretty cool manga series. But the, let's get off. We're getting off topic. The movie is literally, they said, we'll take the first story arc and make it into one little movie. They changed a lot of Like, they changed the basic, his origin. Instead of him being, I, I'm going to avenge a little girl who's in a coma, it's, my girlfriend jumped off a building like a stuffed doll and <laughs> fell on the ground like a straw doll. It was very convincing, her jumping. She had, she had no reason to jump off the building in the movie, though. Yeah, she just walked. She just walked in on a bunch of guys dealing drugs, and they kidnapped her. And she could have just <laughs> she could have turned around and tried to get past them again and run downstairs. But she not. Nah, she just she like, did a full sprint <laughs> to the edge of the building, just knowing that she was going to dive off. Yeah, I, you think she was on? They gave her some of the. the she, <laughs> it seemed like she was on crystal meth. Yeah, crystal meth. That's the best logical explanation for this movie, crystal meth. Everybody in this movie is on crystal meth. This is like the this is like crank of fifteen years ago. Yeah, from yeah, this, this crank before crank came out. Yeah, now this movie's crazy. It's completely ridiculous, and for its time especially, because this came out in ninety one. It was it's a Hong Kong release. It was directed by Lam Nai Chow and produced by Chang Dong Chow. And well, I can't pronounce the rest of the names, but this is. Like I said, it's Ricky. Oh, what are we gonna say? It's he. He goes around in a prison, kills people. Yeah, he's stuck in this prison, and uh, he's always avenging someone who, unfortunately, is uh, subjected to the the overlords of the prison. Yes, and he's avenging himself actually because he's the his right fist is what kills them. He's like, I will avenge you for whoever killed you. Good job, Ricky. You just killed him. You have to avenge yourself. No, I I, I, I didn't do it. It was. That guy over there! Huh? <laughs> yeah, so, just because some of you didn't listen to it, let's get into a little bit of the overview. Ricky is, well, he's the man, he's like Dusex Mahina of the series, and he is essentially being put into a prison. And this it's a high-tech future prison where everything's been privatized, so you have a company owns it, and the prison is run by the warden, who looks like, well, to quote Sean, Hollywood hunting from Greatest Movie Ever podcast... Hunter S. Thompson, except he's Asian and... And he has a big fat son that acts like a Spanish comedian. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah, and he rules the the warden. and he, The warden rules and he's only through half the movie. Then you have his assistant warden. Well, he's... A big fat Asian Captain Hook with a eyeball that he keeps breath mints in. And the biggest porn collection with old <laughs> school boxes I have ever seen. And then he has four minions himself. Yep, and these are Tarzan, Oscar, Rygan, and whatever the hell the last guy's name is, we will call him Funky Eyebrows. Is that the guy who threw the strings with the yes. giant needles at the end? Yes. He had like a, he was just throwing two strings that were like crochet Yes, and needles, but they were about eight inches long, each one. Yep, and they are running the elaborate prison and Ricky is sent to one of the wings and he systematically takes them down one at a time. And he's when they bring him in the beginning he has like a ten year sentence, right? Yep, ten year sentence for being killed someone. For being excessively violent. Okay. And as he goes in there he ends up defending this guy who's being picked on because it's his two days before he has to he gets parole and he pisses off one of the captains, one of the minions, the sub bosses of the medium bosses. I would think, okay, you have two days left. Are you really going to want to piss off the guy who's like has the pull to get you out of there? And then they cut him in the face with his toy. Yep, with uh, his 
with his toy boat or whatever. Yes, and then Rick... truck? Yep, uh, the choo-choo. And then Ricky decides to get vengeance by tripping the guy, so his face lands right on the nails from the bottom of the choo-choo. That was alarming. I was not expecting yes, and this right away. And this is the beginning of <laughs> how violent it gets. And at some point, would you say that you get you got kind of desensitized to it, or were you just shocked? It I just like one after the other. I was so shocked. I wasn't expecting any of the. You know, you you think, oh, good, a fight scene's coming. Got a few good punches, and at the end, you'll see something crazy. But no, right away, you see something insane. Yes, it's you got now. If you remember from that from episode seventy-seven, I went through a list of literally all of the bodily injuries without context. Here, we're going to get into some of the the, the context just a little bit. Because the first fight, after he fights, after he saves the guy, is there's this big dude named Zorro, who is not my co-host for the Flash episode. Don't worry, it's not that Zorro. This Zorro is... Like a sumo wrestler, kind of, looks like. Yeah, and he's a typical fat guy that you see in most of these Asian fighting films. You know, you're supposed to... The, the hero will punch him and his arm will get stuck in the fat and he's going to be like, What can you do against my big fat? And that's not the case here. Ricky... Ricky punches him straight through his whole stomach. And basically the fat guy's stomach just pours out of this hole that Ricky's punched in the side. And he just falls over dead. Then this guy, Samuel, the guy who uh, got injured originally, uses a, uh, what is it called? It was a, I think it was a nail to drive it right into Ricky's hand. Yeah. And Ricky just... He just pulls out like nothing. Yep. <laughs> Ricky takes... It happens normally. Yep. It happens every day. It's like... I can just see Ricky walking down the street. You know, he's going to the supermarket. Someone stabs him. Mm. Goes to the bus. <laughs> Bullet. <laughs> Perfectly fine. He's like the Asian 50 Cent. Yeah. Instead of taking the bullets and making them into a necklace, he keeps them in his chest as souvenirs. Yes. And that is why he is badass. But he was shot six times in the chest and he lived. Yeah. And he just goes ape shit. In the movie, slowly after he kills him, he goes into writing Oscars, who is just big yakuza guy. And uh, well, Oscars that fight is just he crucifies a guy for no reason. Uh, then Ricky fights him, and Oscars decides I'm going to commit seppuku. But then he takes his guts out and tries to choke Ricky with his intestines. Well, if what I remembered from uh, what is it from Machete, which were you have at least six feet. Of intestines. Mm. Well, actually, like 21 feet of intestines. Yeah, because you have a large and a small. Yes, well, in Machete, he uses it as a bungee cord. Really? Some guy. I've not seen Machete yet. Yes. Definitely worth watching. I definitely recommend it. So he kills him, and then after that, you have. uh, Who is after that? The assistant warden comes out and tries to calm him down. Yes, and he's like, You can join the gang of four in Oscar's place. And Ricky just kind of walks away, like, Whatever. Because he sees. Oscar's godson. Yes, Oscar. Sitting in the corner weeping and crying. Yes, Oscar's godson's just been sitting there doing nothing, and then he's all nice, like, it's okay, he didn't mean to die, and it's like, you're the guy who killed my godfather, why are you comforting me? But And he sees him in, like, the courtyard the next day, right? Mm-hmm, yeah. Ricky's playing the flute on his, I guess, leaf. Yeah, he's playing a random leaf flute, and the godson wants to copy him, and... You see that he can't figure it out, and Ricky explains, "Well, you need because he went to music. You have to, you have to roll your tongue." <laughs> and then the kid starts crying. He opens his mouth. His tongue has been ripped, cut <laughs> off. So it's like that's kind of like saying, "Hey, guy, can you see me?" And he's got a uh, friggin' one eye missing. You're like, "What the?" <laughs> it's a really what the fuck moment. 
And so Ricky gives him a flute. Yeah, he's very compassionate. He gives him the flute, so he's happy. And the gang of three, who's now show up, they kill the what's his name, Andy, I think. Yeah, they kill Andy, and they just use a knife and they cut his face off. Yeah, they cut all of all of his skin off in one swipe. And just leave him there for Ricky to find. And Ricky, because he he gave up the uh, secret of the opium leaves. Which, as we said earlier, that's why he went to the prison. It wasn't just because he killed the guy. It was he wanted to go there to find the people who made the opium. And then he was going to kill them all. Really. And you're like, you'd really think that far ahead, be able to, like, I can figure out exactly where it is. Ricky, he, according to them, he was a um, music student until he went to his secret martial arts training in a graveyard. And he disappeared for two years. Yes. Greatest. Oh, yeah, you have to cover that scene. That was the yes, we ha- scene. we ha- we're going. Yes, we have to cover his montage. <laughs> his his learning montage. Yes. Any any good kung fu movie has a montage sequence, and this one is no. Was joke. it his uncle or his? Well, uncle? they say in 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 the in the subs, it's just like it's some r- random guy who's like, I'm your you, you know un- uncle quote dink dinks, like you know just a guy who's like an older family friend. But this they say he's his father's brother, so he's his uncle, and he teaches him the power of qigong. That involves desecrating hundreds of graves and ripping out headstones and throwing them like they're giant pieces of styrofoam. Yes, <laughs> and punching your fist through them, and no problem. That's not and kicking them and breaking them over with your head. Just cutting through them like they're butter with your fists. Yeah, that should be what you should put in your a montage sequence like that. And it just have it just like have your monster then have for no reason he's in a graveyard breaking things <laughs> just for no reason. It's a great scene because he's trying because constantly whenever he fights the boss he goes into some elaborate flashback sequence and that is the coolest of the three because the first one is really really gay. Yeah, when he and his girlfriend are flying toy planes. Or one plane and one helicopter, and he has and they a, just frolic around. And he's wearing his hand. ascot and his, <laughs> his his cardigan sweater, and it's like, Ricky, I want to see you break someone's skull, and I want to see you going la la oh you. And they don't even talk in it; they just giggle and yeah. laugh. Yeah, it's and run around. It's and then the second one is just he watches her die. It's lame. And so from there you have he fights Rogan after burning down the opium and Rogan does his death punch to Ricky. Ricky is way too strong. <laughs> and he hears his former mentor say you are stronger than death. Or Qigong mm-hmm. teaches you how to be stronger than death. So he doesn't let it kill him. He's but like, he, he gives up, doesn't he? Oh no, they, they sound the... Uh, yeah, they sound the, the zero alarm, which zero means alarm. that if you're, in, you're not in your cage, these automated guns will kill you. So all three of the... Uh, the wardens, the, or, the, or the yeah, the gang of four, gang of four, all three of the gang of four, they all run away. And Ricky is end up. He goes and they throw him into a cell. And the cell, surprisingly, this cell is one of many tropes that is in the series, which is just random death traps that are put into place for no fucking reason whatsoever. It's just okay. You go in the cell, fill it with concrete. <laughs> like who designs this shit? Is there like some evil mad scientist saying, for twenty nine ninety nine, I will put. Any of these death traps in your residence. And here we have the cell that fills with concrete, just in case one day you find it necessary to trap someone in there and fill it with concrete. Yes, but we don't cover cleaning charges. And <laughs> so they fight in the concrete, but they, they escape that. And, and then he's about to, I guess... Or no, he shows the assistant warden that he knows the secret, but then the concrete hardens, 
And he falls down the stairs. And the decision for destroys the evidence and ties him up and saves Tarzan, who's just a big, goofy dude with uh, fingerless gloves. And then this, the warden shows up with his son, who, like we said, he's just... This goofy, fat, quasi-Spanish soap opera son. Pretty much, yeah. He's just a big, fat kid who's like... <laughs> It's like, are you eating a candle? Flaps and jumps around. And... He's the one I would have wanted to see him get his his just desserts because he was a yeah. little bastard. At least, like, if Ricky would have just cut one of his legs off or something. Yes, like that, like um, Rogan, just break his legs yeah. or no, just he he gets away. He's like, take my son away. If anyone sees you, you could shoot them. And from there on, it just turns into just more insanity of just another tra- death trap, which is uh, one of those pneumatic presses on top of a in a cell. And he fights uh, what's his name? Uh, yeah, Tarzan. He in fights that. Tarzan, and in one punch, he punches his jaw off of his face. Yes, so he's without his jaw. Then he pu- does the typical knuckle bump. You know, the typical "I'm stronger than you" where they're where in most kung fu movies where two guys will punch each other, and it's kind of like a force of will. But this one, Tarzan, is, is found wanting, and his arm gets split in half. He punches straight through his arm like a like a piece of apple pie. Yes. Just falls to pieces. And then, from there, we have... Next is Ricky is... T- after the pneumatic press kills Tarzan, he escapes. Then there's another trap door. So, like I said, I think the warden must have got, like, a... a like, you know, a discount. <laughs> Buy two traps! Get two traps free! Get the cement room. You will have four trap doors in every room for free. Yes. And from there, it's now just a, a pipe trap where he's stuck in a bunch of pipes and they're gonna just... No, they bury him alive first. Yeah, they, they bury him alive and give him a giant bamboo pole. To breathe. His friends have to bury him alive. And then a dog just in the prison for no <laughs> fucking reason. And, and Raijin, who, even though he's a very feminine fighter and we were debating about this, turns out it's actually a female actress who yeah. looks... You know... It's kind of like a, a, it could be a guy, a very metrosexual guy. Yeah, but it was a girl. I was wrong. And she just pretty much, well... Cuts the dog in half. Yes, one kick cuts the dog in half and then takes the heart and puts it in the, in the pipe. So his bamboo shoot slash oxygen hole. Yep, so Ricky is screwed, right? No, he breaks it in half and it's perfectly fine. (laughs) So after seven days of, of sleeping in the dirt... And they wake. In chains. Yep, they get him up. He breaks open and back to another trap door. Where this area, they decide to beat him in the face with a monkey wrench. <laughs> and then they put razor blades in his mouth and cover it with tape. Yep. And slap him around. Yep. And then he spits the razor blades at the warden. Yep. And what? They put him in a cell. Yeah, they put him in another cell. And this and his one friend Frank, right? Yep. Yeah, Frank friend. decides to feed him some food because he hasn't eaten in seven days and the assistant warden just takes his claws and starts dragging him around for a while. And then it's the climatic scene with well, I didn't explain this in the original one so I'm going to say this. The warden, because apparently it's a prerequisite in any prison that warden must be best at kung fu. (laughs) He hulks out into a big hulk creature and turns into a ten foot tall demon man. And hilarity ensues. (laughs) It's a fight and for the. Ricky punches him in the stomach again and cuts his stomach open, but that does not stop the warden because he is too strong. And the warden is just—it ends up with he has to kill the warden with just putting him into a meat grinder and cutting him into small <laughs> little bitty pieces, 
And then he walks out when everyone's fighting because there's a riot with, oh, we forgot the riot police. The riot, the, the special guards all wear football uniforms and have maces for no apparent fucking reason. And Ricky punches through the shield and the guy. Mm-hmm. And everyone gets scared. Yep, and, and then away. they walk out and he pulls up the monster head of the warden and says, you can stop now! How the hell do they recognize that that's the warden? It's just like some guy with, <laughs> with um, what is it, from Tekken. Uh, well, at this point, they're so scared of Ricky. <laughs> They'll do anything he says. And he just, end of the movie, he just punches a hole in the fucking wall and just walks right out and says, you're all free now! All of you murderers and criminals! Free to walk the streets! Punches a 40-foot high hole. On the side of the jail. Yes. And, like I said to Odie and I said to you guys, this is just the beginning. After this, it gets really weird. <laughs> it's just, it's outrageous. It's completely insane. I mean, there's some things, like, from Revenge, Return of the Street Fighter, there's a scene where uh, Sonny Chiba punches a guy in the back of the head and his eye pops out. Mm-hmm. This movie does one worse, where the eye pops out, then a crow just, ah! Yeah, <laughs> the crow comes down immediately and eats the eyeball. Yes. And the guy who has a fake eye is constantly eating little mints that he stores in his eyeball. Because he, d- he doesn't have enough pockets, obviously. Well, uh, it, it, it's got to be hard because, you know, he's got the, the, the claw for one hand. I mean, you can't <laughs> manipulate. How's he going to manipulate? Like, uh, <laughs> can't put, put much in his right pockets because he has the claw. Mm-hmm. You don't want to reach over with your left hand. It's much easier to pop your eyeball in. Yeah, and and you and you called in the beginning because I'd forgotten that he was drinking the glass with the eye in it. Yeah. It's, it's it's like what? He's got a feast. The assistant warden sitting there with a feast, and he's drinking a glass of water with his eyeball in it. Just like that's like waking up in the morning and drinking your denture water. Because I'm thirsty. <laughs> Just it's probably tasty. Oh, you never know. There might be something special. Oh, it probably was because the mints are in his eyeball, so it makes the water flavorful. Minty fresh. <laughs> That's gotta burn though when you <laughs> you put that in like ah my eye it's, it smells like spearmint or peppermint or whatever hell minty uses. Yeah, so what do you think about the 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 way it was, the movie was made for how much it, they don't say how much it was made but it made over two million Hong Kong dollars which is quite a bit. I would say they had a pretty good budget just based on special special effects alone, mm-hmm. and they had a lot of extras and, and some good. You know, well-made kung fu scenes, but I'd say they had at least like five hundred thousand to a million. Yeah, some pretty elaborate sets and mm -hmm. a lot of blood and stuff. Yeah, and it was pretty. Like I said, it was very faithful, like almost shot for shot for some scenes from the graphic novel. You could see if the original trailer, you see the comparison. They show the shots, and they're like dead on. And it's for what it is. It's well, it's what the fuck. It's a it's a pretty fucking good film adaptation. Wasn't bad. For adaptation goes, it's pretty it's not faithful. It's a bad movie. It's just crazy. Yeah, it's when it's so obscene. No, it's like with um, the reason why a lot of I'm going back to mangas one more time. The reason why mangas, some of the mangas are really popular, is because you don't know what's going to happen next. Every time you think, "Hey, this is really what the fuck," it goes one step further. It's like, okay, so he knocked the guy and he fell down with some spikes. We can't beat that. Oh my god, he knocked his head off. I like when uh, what's what is it? What's the guy? Uh, Zoro? Yes. No, he was the fat one. No, which one? The, Who's the one that gets crushed? Oh, the one that gets crushed? Tar- Tarzan. Tarzan. When he goes up to one of the prisoners and just crushes his head like a watermelon. Yep, which was shown in Craig Kilborn's Five Questions originally on The Daily Show back in the day. Just a little tidbit, but yeah. The yes. original 
and good Daily Show. Yes, not what it's become. Yeah, the original Daily Show was pretty awesome. Yeah, no. And then went to the Craig Kilborn show, which was... Whatever happened to him? What is he doing now? I don't know. Yeah, he had a show, and then he just disappeared again. He's one of those people that was worth keeping on TV, and he's now gone. Unlike, well, Conan O'Brien, that's something completely different. He's kind of just became, I don't give a shit anymore. I had the good job, and they fucked me over, so I'll fuck everybody. I'll do whatever I want now. The show's pretty cool. I, saw, I only saw one. It was funny. I do what I want. I'm <laughs> he's got a beard now. Yeah, he does. I like his promos that he had, like the one where it was he was he went to Italy just to make the applause sign. I didn't see that. Yeah, it's it's pretty badass. But uh, we should get off of anyway. Yes. Surprisingly, this got on Rotten Tomato has an A nine percent. Well, yeah, fresh rating, and they said he, this beats even Sam Raimi and Peter Jackson in its gore factor. And some of you are like Peter Jackson, isn't that the guy that made? Lord of the Rings? Well, before he made Lord of the Rings, he made a bunch of really gory and fucked up movies like The Frighteners, and yep. it's bad taste. I've not seen bad taste. It's bad taste, and then he did the, the Brain Dead, which was also known as Dead Alive here. The cover of the disc is literally, it shows a skull and two hands pulling out of it. It's They're really gross and pretty gory movies. And this completely makes them like... This is pretty ridiculous. Yeah. Like when he punches someone's stomach and then the dog the dog yeah the dog gets cut in half and all of a sudden you just see like just gobs of blood and meat mm-hmm. and intestines flopping on the ground yes no one likes to see a dog cut in half that's pretty disgusting yeah well I mean for no reason either. You, you see like there's some like when Oscar his finishing move for Oscar you see him Flip him over, and when he punches him, it immediately goes into like what Mike Tyson or yes. or Vander Holyfield must envision when they're <laughs> fighting someone. You see the fist X-ray go right into the skull, crush his, crush his skull. Yes, and breaks him completely. And I mean, I could go further into the movie and whatnot, but what can you say? But I'm not. No, the soundtrack is pretty good. It's the dubbing is bad. The dubbing is, but it's that bad that's oh so, you know, that, that typical, well, actually it doesn't work, I can't do dubbing on an audio <laughs> podcast, you're not going to see my lips moving. So, either way, it's that really just that typical old school Shaw Brothers, yes. It's like one of those, it's like those Shaw Brothers English dubbings, where it's like literally like, you can see that they're not talking, but you hear the voice in the background. It's not, it's not supposed to be like an internal monologue, it's literally they're talking to someone else, like going, hi buddy, how are you doing today? Ricky, why are you doing that, Ricky? It adds to the overall experience of this... Not... This... Just... It's not comedy. It's just a martial arts... Post-apocalyptic prison film. Like Fortress. Yes. But with... No. Fu and no Chris Lambert. Yes. Or you could say, like... Prison Break. But... With no elaborate escape plan. It's literally just, I'm going to walk to the wall and punch it out and walk <laughs> out. Like, that could have saved the, the movie, like, two hours if he just did that. Just, poosh. Right when he got there, he could have done that. Yeah, but he he wanted to burn down the opium and then he had to avenge the people he killed. <laughs> like, I'm going to avenge you for myself. I liked it. No, I it, thought it was good. It's a great movie. Now... For those of you who don't know, we have a five-point rating system. Our lowest rating being purchase outside your local red box. 
in order to prevent people from renting this reprehensible piece of shit to our highest rating, which is really, really, really fucking cool. If you don't watch this now, your brain will freeze, your eyes will swell up, and your soul will be forfeit to the... Well, let's change it. You'll be, soul will be forfeit to the 12th layer of hell where you'll be forced to be Rikio's punching bag for hours on end with lots of heat-a-boo scenes with head blows up. And so what would you give this movie? I, I would give this one... Um Something worthwhile to watch in the background while you're surfing the internet for porn. Definitely. It's, uh, you'll see everything that you need to see while you're searching for something else on the internet because the audio cues will come in, someone will scream, and you'll know, okay, something crazy is going to happen. So you watch that part, and then, you know, some stuff will happen that you might not need to see. Yeah, there were some par- it was a little slow in the movie. Some parts were kind of dragged a little bit, like all the scenes with I'm in my cardigan and I'm flying an airplane, and you you can't see where I got this helicopter with a huge haiku for you. But I'd have to give this our well. I know you guys are like, oh, he's gonna give it again. Yes, I'm gonna give it my typical rating, which is gonna be borrow from a friend and don't return unless offered. Well, today let's see now something different. Typical prison food, which would be meat. It's just generic meat. Unless you're offered meat. Because it's a good movie. It's one of those movies which is just kind of like... What the fuck? It's a cult movie. It's one of those movies you watch just because... It's like you, you could whip this out and say... Hey, want to watch something interesting? And literally, if they've never seen it before... You'll be like... What the fuck? Why are you showing this? We forgot to tell them about the warden's bullets that make people explode. Oh, yes! We've completely... They make, they make you inflate with air... Until you burst like the guy in Big Trouble in Little China. Yes, with a very good explosive scene, speaking of which. There are two explosions in this movie, and both of them work very well. And they never resolve the part where those prisoners ran into the makeshift dumbwaiter, and they just disappear. Yes, they just... You I guess the ex- find out about them. <laughs> well, yeah. maybe their money went away, and they're like, okay, we'll just forget about them. You, you guys are done! <laughs> then you look in there a, a week later. Hey... <laughs> Director, we're still in the dumbwaiter. We're still in the set. Please help us. <laughs> then now you walk in there, you'll see just three mummified corpses in there like... And this is the old set of Ricky O. Oh my god, there's skeletons in here. <laughs> what the fuck? Ah, uh, Ricky O. Such a good and weird movie. Um, one other tidbit about this is the fact that this movie got a Category 3... Hong Kong rating. Now, for those who don't know, Category 3 is the equivalent of America's NC-17 or UK's, I think it's um, rating 16, if I remember correctly. I think the rating is a 16 in England. I don't know why, but rating 16, which is pretty bad. And for that reason, a lot of people didn't see this in theaters, but it's made a lot of gross revenue. It made quite a bit of money, and to top it off, everywhere else it is insanely popular. In the state. I, I disagree with that rating because it is gory, but there's no nudity. Well, okay, there's one naked guy in the shower, but, but you only you see, see it's brief. You see his butt. You don't see yeah. You don't see junk. You just there's it's, no naked women at all. It is gory, but it's nothing worse than yeah any other horror movie. Yeah, it's 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 like levels of besides this hostile maybe would this or be saw yeah or saw. But much better than Saw. In my but this, yeah, I can understand. This is way before Saw came out. And this is also Hong Kong standards from 1991. So, in the 90s, when when they were still British. Yes, and also when there wasn't such things as having to watch things like Snooky Punch on MTV. 
or watching essentially almost porn on your regular daytime soap opera. Because yeah. you can't deny it, it's almost porn now. It used to be just like, oh, well, we're just going to go over here. And that's it. now it's literally like they're making out and you see side boob and you're like, well, are they going to show it? Are they going to show it? And next week on our day. Soon, soon they will. Give it 10 years. 10, 15 years. 10, 15 years till side bo- till full frontal nudity? I, w- I mean, I was in a bar in Prague, and this was just a regular bar, like a sports bar. Mm-hmm. And on every TV, there was uh, strip poker on one, there was porn on the other, and no one was really watching. It was just like regular folks at a bar hanging out, so mm. Europeans are well, ahead of us. But here, but there will be nudity all over. Yeah, but someday. they've been ahead of us. I mean, they have... Aren't like from Eurotrip, which is true though. They have orange juice commercials with the person's topless. Yeah, it's no big deal. It's it's, it's normal. Yeah, at, le- at least it's better than Jap- Japanese and Korean pornography, where it's literally like you can see the top, but the bottom is all mosaic. <laughs> you see nothing. It's like it's like make up your imagination, or like with um, Kazuo Koike, where it's lightsaber penis, where it's literally just like you see just like a the person's holding nothing, and you're like, really? It's, what the fuck? But yes, Ricky O, worth checking out, worth owning possibly. Um, if I ever find Zorro and get him my copy back, it will be good because we had to watch his on the Google. <laughs> I'd say it's worth owning because you're not really going to find this to rent in most places. And it's a good movie to, yeah. like you said, give to your friends. So yeah, just you it. just whip it out at a party and say, hey, you want to drink? Now, if you made a drinking game to this movie... I don't think I'm creative enough to make up a drinking game for this. Every time you see it's someone, insane. every time you see someone's head blow up, you take a shot. Every time you see someone's <laughs> wrist fracture, you take a shot. Every time Ricky cracks his knuckles, take maybe. a shot. Uh, and for the, we have to make one of those drinking games on the website. We will eventually. So we should get on with it now. Since it's been almost 40 minutes, holy shit, it is almost 40 minutes. I oh, just wow. picked that out of my top of my head, and plus with the intro. But anyway, so I get so you can check out. Any of our previous episodes or our sister podcast, the Spirekin Manga Review, at www.spirekin.com. Remember, you have to put in the www. I was too cheap, and I didn't realize you had to actually put in. If you want to just have Spirekin.com, you have to put in Spirekin.com without the www. It's retarded, but... So, put in www.spirekin.com, or just look up Spirekin. You'll find us. You can also email us. It's gmail.com For any comments, concerns, rants, raves... You can check out Facebook for... Kung Fu and Titties, my film that I will be making in October of 2011. Thank you, Zan, for having me on your uh, movie review. It's been a lot of fun. Cool. And, uh, no problem, I'm no problem. excited about Ricky O. This is... And, been and, thinking about this all night. It's and a we crazy have, movie. And there's a bunch of more movies that are on the list if, you, if you're if you up for it. I mean, we have Kroll on the list. Which is, we got Buckaroo Banzai. We have Fortress. And, of course, the great one of the greatest sci-fi movies of all time... With spacemen who are in business suits. Gattaca. Oh, Gattaca. Some people said that that was a bad movie. Gattaca's one of my favorite films. It was. It was good. Numa Thurman did a good job. This is before she kind of sold out. With the budget that they had, they did a a great job. You know, it's not... It's more about the writing and the the characters, because there's Mm -hmm. nothing too crazy in terms of special effects in that film. No, it was... But it's a good movie. It's a really well-done movie, and it's just... Ethan Hawke does... Well, he's a good actor who kind of faded into obscurity also. But, either way, we should get into the part you've all been waiting for, and what am I speaking about? I'm talking about that one. That only. The Dodecahedron of Movies. Now, what is the Dodecahedron of Movies? It is... Well, I'm going to be honest today. It is a pink 12-sided dice. 
You're probably wondering, why does he have a pink 12-sided dice? Well, it's a long and convoluted story, which I will not get into in this, because we'll be here for four hours. And it's kind of getting late. And also, it's cold. So anyway, so anyway, so what we do every episode is we roll the dodecahedron of movies, and whenever the number lands on, that's what we're going to be reviewing in the next episode of the Spyrokin Movie Review. Now, unlike with the Spyrokin Manga Review, where we use the one, the only, the, the with its 10 slots and have 10 mangas, this we use 9 slots out of 12. Now, you're probably wondering, wait, 9? What about the other 3? Well, that's our gimmick. Number I'm 10, wondering about yes. the other 3. Number 10 is going to be host choice, which would be my choice. Number 11 is going to be roll again, and then number 12 is co-host choice. So you would get to choose what we're reviewing the next episode. And the next episode is kind of a big deal because that's coming out for one of the most happy holidays ever. Yes, it's landing on a Saturday. Can you believe it? Christmas. So, would you want to do the honors, or should I roll the dodecahedron? Yeah, I think you should roll. Yes. I did last time. Very true, very true. So I'll roll the dodecahedron and see what we're going to view in the next episode. And we got some good movies. It's not all just kind of like, it's all Silver Bells, Miracle on 34th Street, which was a pretty depressing movie. And uh, what which is that? version? There's a couple. Right? The new one was oh. depressing. The original wasn't that bad, and the other one, which they're remaking, apparently Jimmy Stewart's most popular film. They're remaking It's a Wonderful Life. Yes. Why? Why would they do that? The fact that I heard who they want to have starring in, I'm just I wanted to jump off of who George me. Clooney. No, 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 younger, Affleck's best friend. Matt Damon. Mm-hmm. Oh come on. Lame. Why would they remake that movie? But well, you'll see. Speaking of It's a Wonderful Life, I'm going to see that in Suffern Movie Theater, or Suffern New York Lafayette Theater. Plays It's a Wonderful Life every Christmas season. Mm, well, so anyone in New York should check it out. Yep. Well, we'll see what we're going to review, so let's roll. Oh my god. I am very pleased and I did not rig this. Oh my god. Greatest movie ever. Yes! <laughs> yes! You're probably wondering, why is she going maniacal? So, in episode 24 of the Spyrokin Movie Review, I just have one statement to say about this movie. I've got a machine gun now. Ho, ho, ho. So, next episode of the Sparkin' Movie Review for Christmas, we're reviewing Die Hard. This is awesome. So, guess that's it for this episode, and Odie, thank you for showing up again. I appreciate it. We will definitely have you on again, and we'll have updates on your films. Great. Well, thank you for having me. And well, I, I don't see you, Merry Christmas. Uh, hopefully I will. Also, I put up a link on our link page for Numb Films. Oh, cool. I actually did. I forgot to tell you that in the when we recorded last time. So either way, well, Numbs Films is actually NumbsFilms.com has been purchased two years ago by like a Russian weird gun company. Now it's Numbs Films Online. Ah, yeah. that would explain a lot. Yeah. So NumbsFilmsOnline.com. Yeah. So I should remember that. Yeah. And when Kung Fu Tees comes out, I will put it on there for you. Sweet. Thank yep, you. so that's it. So, if usual, this is your Hosan, and my favorite quote from this movie is still best quote in this movie. Ricky Ho, let's see if you can deal with me. You think you're real tough. I'm a lot tougher than you think. The warden of any prison has to be the very best in Kung Fu. Catch you guys next time, and see you later. Merry early Christmas.
You're all free now.